0: And how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The title of my message is this word from God. Because it's not mine, it's from Him. It's thankfulness versus complacency. When we become complacent, we do not honor God. Psalms 100, verse 4 says, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. I heard a, well, it was Pastor Kilpatrick here the other day, a while back. I was listening to him, and he said, Increase comes through thankfulness. And I've had to ponder that and think about that to really see what it's meaning. Increase comes from being thankful. When we are thankful to God... It's what I see. When we're thankful to him, when we're truly thankful to him, it puts us in his presence. Increase is in his presence. That's real. Once I saw it, it's like it's, it's, it's a no-brainer. But it, uh, I'm saying it took a little bit for me to really grasp what he was saying. When Jesus fed the Five thousand They say that it was 15,000 plus because it says they didn't count the women and children. There's always more women and children at a Christian gathering than there are men. That's just the way it is.'m not saying it's right, but that's the truth. John 6:11, let's see what Jesus did. John chapter 6. Jesus got the five loaves and the two fish. And it says, And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to the disciples, and the disciples to, to them that were set down, and likewise of the fishes." As much as they would. And when he had given thanks. Being thankful. To God. What it, act, what it does. Is it changes our focus. The disciples. Focus was on the five loaves. And the two fish. Which is when you focus on that that's not enough Jesus focus was not on that his focus was on God so he just he gave thanks to God for what he had and it just multiplied increase increase i've heard God God spoke this to me here many several years ago Because I I'd, I'd heard, you know, you hear people say, we used to go to the conference on a regular basis every year, and it's expensive to go to the conference. Well, you'd hear people say, If I could pay your way to the conference, I would. If I could pay your way to the conference, I would. Instead of saying, There's another option, see? I can give what I have to help you go. Instead of them going that route, it's like because I can't pay all of your way to the conference, I'm not going to contribute anything. But I heard God, I heard that, and this is what I heard God say. It says, If you wait. Because you can't do everything for everyone. Instead of doing something for someone, you end up not doing anything for anyone. (laughs) That's how it works. If Jesus had waited till he had enough fish and loaves, he would have never fed anybody. I mean, he had a, his disciples were fishermen. He, he could have said, well, y'all launch out. We need some more fish. Y'all go catch us, son. We'll just hang out till y'all get back. He'd have never fed anyone. But he was thankful for what he had, for what he could do. And God blessed him. Thankfulness is such a big deal. Let's look at, First Chronicles chapter sixteen verse four. I do this every once in a while. I go to bed. I'll be laying in that bed, and I'll tell God, I say, God, thank you for my bed. Yes. You know why? The mattress we used to have like a bowl y'all had one of those you try to sleep on the edge but you're gonna roll to the middle you can't help it I was working graveyard one night come home my wife told me next morning I ordered us a new bed one of them thick mattress kind where you can jump on one side and the person on the other side don't know you moved So, yeah, quite often I'm laying there. Thank you. Thank you for this bed. Just done it here the other day. Thank you for this bed. Thank you. I got a roof over my head. Thank you. I got four walls that hold the roof up. But see, we had been to Honduras too. Some of their houses were, we saw a hammock hanging up outside. And our person that was over the mission trip, when we were looking at the hammock hanging up as we drove by this place, the, uh, he said, that's one of the kids' bedrooms. That's where they sleep. Doors didn't, houses didn't have doors. They had a plank of wood, about a 12 inch plank of wood up at the door facing propped up to keep the baby from crawling out in the yard. Yes, I thank God I got a roof over my head. Thankfulness. Second Chronicles 16 verse 4. about david it says and david appointed certain levites to minister before the ark of the lord and to record and to thank and to praise the lord god of israel david appointed certain people this is your job to praise and thank god i i think that's a pretty big deal That was their job. It was important enough to David. David knew how important it was to praise God that he set aside Levites and says, this is what you do. You thank and praise God. That's your job. Verse 12 says, remember his marvelous works that he has done, his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. It says, praise him, remember what he's done for you. Remember it. It says, and the judgments of his mouth. What is your first thought when you hear the word judgment? If God said he's fixing to judge you. (laughs) Yeah, it's a trick question. Because your first thought or mind when I hear the judgment of God is coming is his wrath is coming. That's not the truth. Judgment actually means a degree, decree, a di- divine law, or a verdict, favorable or unfavorable the judgment of god all depends on how we are in our standing with god if our standing with god is not good his judgment's going to be unfavorable if our standing with him is good his judgment is going to be good so judgment is not a bad thing from god where we stand with him determines our judgment If we're considerate, if we seek him and praise him, honor him, if we're going after him, then his judgment toward us is going to be good. I saw a, I'll just give you an example that just happened this morning. Apostle was teaching, she prayed for Monica. Spoke, spoke into her life some words of wisdom and, and what she needs to do that was the judgment of God it was a good thing it was a good thing so the judgments of God are not always a bad thing So, are we truly thankful? Are we truly thankful? You know, sometimes we bless our food. Thank you, Lord, for this food. Amen. It comes becomes a formality, something we just do. But are we truly thankful that He's blessed us with something to eat? Thankfulness brings increase. Thankfulness brings increase. We can see how thankful people are for the freedom to come and worship God. It became evident as soon as COVID was announced. Now I understand people if they've got issues staying at home, taking care of themselves. But you see the same people at Walmart. You see the same people. They never stop going to work. But I can't gather in God's house. That is unthankful. That is unthankful for his presence. That is unthankful that he is willing to come meet with you. See, what we're not thankful for, we lose. You lose what you're not thankful for. this is i saw this little short video clip and it's it's kind of silly but it's a whole lot of truth in it there's a little video clip of a man he was coming out of a store he's coming out and a girl is coming in he walks out he holds the door open for her she just walks right past him and right on in He reaches in there and grabs her by the arm, pulls her back out the door, lets the door shut, and he goes on about his business. All she had to do was say thank you. The door was shut because she didn't say thank you. I know that's just we wouldn't do that it was all staged i know it was but it still it was it was funny <laughs> it makes a point what we're not thankful for we lose the privilege to come and worship before almighty god that is a privilege there are people there are places You cannot be seen carrying this. You probably lose your life. You can't get by these little fish symbols and stick them on the back of your car. You can't wear a necklace with a cross on it. Are we thankful for our freedom to worship him? Are we thankful for our freedom to honor him? In public we take it for granted because I've, I've seen video clips There's these oriental people they didn't have the Bible they had a page I'm leaning literally a page that had been tore out and I remember seeing this one woman she had that page and she put it and she just clutched it and was crying that's what she had. And she was thankful for that page out of God's Word. Numbers chapter 14. See, thankfulness is a big deal. chapter 14 this is this is talking about where the spies I think had just come back from spying out the promised land you know God said God had done told them says this is your land I give it to you but they sent in what was it I don't remember 10 12 spies Twelve, I don't know, <laughs> however many they sent in, <laughs> they sent in I think it was twelve spies, and God didn't send them in there to see if they could take the land. He sent them in there just to see what what he was giving them because he had already said it's yours. He didn't say, I'm sending you in to see if you're capable of taking this. He said, I'm sending you in. Go look at what I have for you and bring back the report to your people. Ten of them brought back a bad report. Two of them praised God, said, oh, yeah, we got it. We We thank God this is ours. Those two are the only ones that went in. Of all the rest of the people. The other ten, it says, I think in verse fourteen one it says, and all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people all night, and the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron. And the whole congregation said unto them, Would God that we had died in the land of Egypt, or died in the wilderness? They were unthankful. They lost their inheritance. They lost it. They were unthankful. And they lost it. Thankfulness. You know, our testimony, your testimony is actually Giving God thanks for what he's done. That's what a testimony is. When we tell somebody our testimony, we're actually saying, thank you, God, for what you did. And I'm telling somebody else. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So complacency... How we let complacency come in. Complacency comes in, and the definition that I have, and there's more than one, complacent, complacent actually means to show smug or uncritical satisfaction with oneself or one's achievements, but unaware of any danger. See, the children of Israel, you can read about it all in the Bible, in the Old Testament, they became complacent in their relationship with God. It became common. So what would God do? He would lift his presence, and they would go into bondage for several hundred years. (laughs) They would go into bondage for several hundred years, and then they would cry out. Somebody would get a revelation. Hey, I need to praise God and thank Him. And they'd start crying out and praising and worshiping God. He would pull them back out. He would deliver them. And then about three, four hundred years later down the road, they forgot about God again. We do the same thing, except it's not three, four hundred years. It sometimes it's just. Year, a week, two weeks, but the same principle applies. We forget what God has done for us. And when we do, His presence lifts. His presence will lift. And we will become captives. We may not become captives to a, another nation, but we become captives to things. We become captive to... If there's a stronghold in our life and we've had it broke, and then we become complacent and let that stronghold get back a hold of us. That's exactly what it does. It gets a hold of us and pulls us back out of the presence of God. Complacency will change your focus. Your focus will be on you, your stuff, what you got to do, instead of on God. You know, when we come in here, that goes back to the distractions we were dealing with earlier. We come in here with all those distractions. We come in here bringing in here where I'm going to eat when after church is over. I raised my hand, I'm guilty. I thought about it before I ever drove up in the parking lot. <laughs> I wonder where we're going to eat today. But when I come in the door, I got to lay it down. I can't, can't be thinking about it and saying, uh, I wonder where Monica's going to eat. I wonder if we're going to eat at the same place. I can't slide over next to her and say, where are you going to eat today? No, that's not the time. That's being complacent. That's pulling you out of the presence of God. Let's look at Deuteronomy chapter six, verse ten. Complacency. Changes our focus is what it does. Deuteronomy chapter six, verse ten. This is what God says, and it shall be when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land which he sware unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob, to give thee great and goodly cities which thou did not build. In other words, if you don't forget God, you'll get things that you didn't build, you didn't work for. Houses full of good things which you didn't fill, and wells you didn't dig. Vineyards and olive trees, which you didn't plant. It says, and when thou shalt have eaten and be full, then beware, verse 12, beware lest thou forget the Lord which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. When God blesses us, that's when people get complacent they forget God. When God blesses us, they forget God. That's what, that's what he's warning against right there. When I bless you, when I take care of you, when I heal you, when I deliver you, don't forget me. Don't forget me. Verse 13, it says, Thou shalt fear the Lord thy God and serve him and shalt swear by his name. Complacency will cause us to not fear God anymore. It causes us to have no fear of the Lord, no fear of God. Let's look at Deuteronomy 8. 8:18. 8, but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant which we swear unto, unto thy fathers as it is this day you may not like your job I don't know but be thankful for it anyway Thankful that you have a job. I worked out at the mill for 41 plus years. And I was always, was it my dream job? No. I worked shift work. It wasn't a dream job, but it was a job. It was a good job. And I was thankful to God that I had it. Over and over and over. I was never laid off. Not one single time. Just saying. I was on the layoff list when I worked at Extrusion. I thought, well, I'm fixing to be laid off this next week. Come back in, looked at the schedule. Somebody decided to take a vacation. I'm back at work. But I was thankful for my job. I was thankful for it. And I worked 41, 41 and a half years thereabouts. And never got laid off. And I've seen cutbacks, cutbacks, and cutbacks. Thankful. You don't see that when it's happening. But in hindsight, I look back and say, okay, I understand. Deuteronomy 8.18, it says, Thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. To remember something. I looked up the word remembering. And it said, Remembering isn't passive. It's an action that brings the power of Jesus into our lives. It causes us to focus on God instead of the impossible circumstance. Deuteronomy 4 9, God said, Take heed, be diligent, don't forget what I have done. Tell your children, and your children's children. He says, don't forget. Don't forget me and tell your children about it. Tell your children what I've done and then tell your children's children what I've done. 1 Kings chapter 2. This is where David's talking to Solomon verse 1 through 4. David actually told Solomon, he says, keep the charge of the Lord, keep his testimonies, that you may succeed. And if we read read on with Solomon, you don't hear much about the end of his life, but Solomon became complacent. Complacency will allow other people and things to pull you away from God. Solomon allowed other women to pull him out of the presence of God. The latter years, I'm, I, I don't know if he ended up turning back to God before he died, but in the latter years of his reign, he was worshiping idols. But David had given him a charge. Don't do that, keep your focus. Complacency causes us to lose our relationship with God because it all boils down to relationship. It is such a sneaky thing that we can become complacent doing the work for God instead of doing the work of God. Y'all understand that one? Instead of getting into it, complacency, well, John Brevere v- explains it quite well in his book, Good or God. That is complacency in operation there. Complacency will cause us to do things for God that we want to do. Okay, God, look at me. I'm doing this. Instead of getting in God's presence and seeing what God wants you to do. That's complacency in operation. We have to be careful with that. The Apostle was talking this morning about birthing things. The work that we do for God is birthed out of our relationship with God. It's not birthed out of a good thought. Good thoughts can cost you. Good deeds can cost you. Say for instance, you're driving down the road and see somebody walking and you decide to pick them up and they want you to take them to El Dorado. You know, you got gas is three dollars and something a gallon. You gonna to drive to Eldorado and back? Did God tell you? Did God tell you to pick them up? Or is this just sound like a good deed that I should do? And okay, God, look at me. Complacency. Complacency keeps us from seeking God's what it does and finding out what he wants to do. We do things that that we think God will like and expect him to honor it, but it doesn't work that way. Hallelujah. Apostle hit it this morning. I'm going to say it just a little different way. We don't work for God. We work with God. We don't work for God, we work with God. There's a big difference, a big difference. We co-labor with him, which means we get in his presence, which means I lay my life down, I thank him and praise him, I get in his presence and then he tells me what we're gonna do today. And he's always the boss on the job. That is a relationship with him. Let's look at Matthew 6:33. This is the first scripture God ever spoke to me, that I knew that He spoke a word to me. I've had it for years. Thought I had an understanding of it until my wife and I were talking. It says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Seeking God's kingdom and his righteousness is seeking to be in right standing with God. That's first and foremost. And then the things come. Then. Being in right standing with God requires a relationship with Him. It requires me praising Him. It requires me thanking Him. It requires me giving Him my life, giving Him my time, which that goes with giving Him your life. But when we do that, then the other stuff is added. So the main thing today is we have to be thankful. And I mean truly thankful. It's one thing to say I'm thankful, but does it come from down in here? Does it come from down in your your spirit? That's the kind of thankfulness God is looking for. He's looking for us to be thankful I mean, Easter Sunday was last Sunday. Jesus rose from the dead. Are we really thankful that he rose from the dead? (laughs) Yes, we are. We're all thankful that he rose from the dead. But are we thankful for the shoes on our feet? thankful that I don't have to find me an old tire that's blew out and cut it out and put straps on it to have shoes are we thankful are we truly thankful for the presence of God I don't know which, what song you got for the altar call go back to that first yeah i'm going to give you an opportunity to come and just be thankful to just be thankful there is something in your life that you are thankful for and just and just tell god how thankful you are until it actually i'm going to pray for you but until it actually you feel it come from deep down within to where you're thankful past your head because a lot of times we're thankful but it's just head, it's head knowledge thankful god wants us to have a heart knowledge thankful mata shika ta today ta being truly thankful will open up some doors that you don't even, that nothing else is going to open. Thank you again for tuning in with us. If this word ministered to you, please consider sowing a seed to Freedom Ministries at freedomministriescrossit.com. We have made it available to you on the giving page. Thank you again. Go and be blessed in Jesus' name.